Welcome to the We Are From Dust podcast, episode 11. This is the first part of a new series about crossing continents, where we chat with artists and collaborators who have not only travelled to Black Rock City, but have set up regional outposts in their respective countries. My name is Yomi Ayeni. I am the founder of We Are From Dust. And We Are From Dust is an art non-profit organisation dedicated to the proliferation of large-scale and participatory art in public places and spaces. Today, I'm in conversation with my dear friend, Ansi Laurila from Helsinki. I met him in 2015 when he was part of a team that brought a unique piece of Finnish folklore to Burning Man. I'm pleased to say that Finnish art has subsequently become a regular feature in Black Rock Deserts. Ansi, welcome. Thank you. I first met you when you, I believe you brought Alto on Fire to Burning Man. Yes, yes, that was the project's name. And yeah, we first talked on the on the um, on Skype when you had uh, James Hanusa with you in London. And um, yeah, we were scrambling to figure out how the heck are we gonna deliver our our piece to the desert. And that was like we were already like in June, I guess, and we just had just started planning basically how it would would look like. It was quite an adventurous project. Could you kindly explain, you know, what is Alto on Fire? Yeah, um, so Alto on Fire, um, so first of all, Alto, so that um, derives from the university uh, I was a student at, and we, the intention was to have a student project to deliver art going to the playa. And so that was a continuation to this, like di- different kinds of uh, projects that the students had done previously. So they had hired a train to ride uh, through Siberia to go to uh, Shanghai World Expo, or they had hired a uh, a boat to sail from um, from Portugal to Brazil, and then uh, also learn something while while having fun. And uh, so we could we were then having that i think this was the fourth of like alto on something and then uh so obviously if we were going to burning man so that was alto on fire ever since that that sort of like has always stuck that like we have had something on fire whatever project we we have had and so that it's it sort of started in, in 2014 for myself when i was um studying in in the in the bay area for a bit and um i i got in in touch with the Burning Man folks and especially with um, Megan Rudigliano. And uh, I pitched her the idea that like, hey, I had this idea that why don't we have students uh, come and deliver a project to the playa? And uh, and she got, got excited about it. And, and I, mean, like, I am right in saying we're not just students, but students from where? From, from Finland. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, she was, she was, um, really um yeah impressed by by the idea and uh, yeah we started working on it like we it was um like mainly then myself and my friend andy who then uh had decided that like we're gonna do this we're gonna make this happen and we had no idea how what it takes to bring art to burning man um i had been there partying for two times and um so i had some idea how to get there but um but I, I I hadn't been involved with um, setting up a camp or hadn't been involved with uh, with previous art projects. So we, yeah, we 
sort of learned as as we went. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like that was um, an idea that like perhaps we could do this um, in the future as well, but we need to start start with something small. I mean, what is Alto itself? Alto uh, Alto University. Um, so it also that that is named from uh, like the famous Finnish architect Alvar Aalto. But Alto University is um, it is a merger of uh, three different universities in, in the Helsinki area, and it just turned 10, 10 years. And um, so they decided to merge the um, Helsinki School of Economics, the School of Technology, and um, the um, School of Arts and Design into one one university to um, cross pollinate, like come up with new new companies and ideas, innovations, how, whatever you, you call them. And of, of course, like the, this, this sort of thing was, uh, was perfect for, for their, their agenda. Um, so um, they, they were happy to provide us with uh, like workshop spaces and, uh, and we got a little seed funding, but uh, not that much. We still had to raise most of the money ourselves. Or there was a university foundation that um, we could apply some money money for the materials and, and so the project was the intent or the intention of the project was to deliver um, art by using product development and um, design methods so the core of the whole, whole thing was actually the the process and the method and um, whatever we then came out with was um, up in the air and um, yeah so Am I right in saying you kind of took a rather academic approach to creating art? <laughs> sort of. We just basically announced it uh, university-wide that like, hey, we're going to Burning Man <laughs> and um, we're going to do this. Uh, who wants to come? Then we uh, ended up with a rather good mix of people. Of course, at that time, uh, we were still hoping that we would get some financing for, for the travel, but uh, we soon realized that it was not going to happen. So... What was the project? The project ended up being a, a fish head with our national instrument, Kantele, in its mouth. And um, then people could gather around um, the, the instrument and play together. And so and, and the, the piece itself was called the Pike of Mana, so the Pike of, of the Underworld. That the story goes that there are, like in our national epic, epics Kalevala, so there's this story that... Um, uh, one of the key heroes has died. That he has he has been taken to the underworld, but then um, there's this like fellowship who are then traveling to the underworld, and they are then uh, on a boat and they encounter this great pikefish. What then happens that, that there's this um, seer who is uh, the in, like Tolkien took the seer Vainamöinen as the insp inspiration for Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. This this Vainamöinen then uh, he slays the pike and uh, takes off the pike's jawbone and then weaves maiden's hair in between the pike's teeth and makes this music, uh, musical instrument, kantele, with which uh, he can uh, lure women and defeat his enemies. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, like... Um, so were, you, were, you, were, you, were you successful on that front in, in playing the instrument and attracting more, <laughs> more women? <laughs> well... Apparently, I, I would I would guess that so, someone was because we found some used condoms in the <laughs> inside the fish. <laughs> anyway, carry on. 
So, <laughs> but yeah, so like when, when we started working, so we, we mostly had game designers with us. We didn't have anyone who could use CAD or we, we did, like, let alone like ha having a person who would know how to make an instrument. We then like had some ideas that, hey, why don't we make this like a laser harp kind of thing or something like something, something with Arduinos and so. But it then, then soon happened that my friend Andy's uh, wife, uh, who is a music school teacher, so she said that like, hey, she, she knows this um, guy, this Hannu, Hannu Koistinen, who's, um, who's like the most legendary kantele maker in Finland. And, and he's, he's quite a character. So why don't you give him a buzz and uh, see what he thinks? Yeah, we called the guy the next day and he was like, yeah, yeah, this is something exactly. I'm like, like, yes, yes, like, like my son could, could join you and like he could come there and perform. And, and so, and uh, he got like really excited. And we, we first time we met and then like in a couple of days, he was like, well, can I come too? <laughs> <laughs> then of course, like afterwards, like then, then we had the instrument maker but then we didn't have anyone who who could actually draw the the piece. So then um, we just like put out the bat signal, and then I don't know. In a day or so, we found an architect who who said that like yeah, he would he could uh, be a be a consultant for the project. That he would he's not coming himself, but he's just curious to see what's going to happen. So this architect and and this like instrument maker then ended up working their asses off for the whole summer. Oh my god! <laughs> At that point, you didn't know how hard it would be. You know, you've gone through all of this stuff, which is really, really cool that you can do this locally. You can do this within Finland. You know, get all the team people together, get all the teams, get all the resources, as in the the creative resources that you need to make something like this. Yeah. And then you have this big piece of water in between you, and where yes. you want to go. Yeah, and of course, like that. That was a. That was a big, big problem. Um, of course, like we understood that the time was not with us, so shipping the thing was uh, out of the question. We then decided that we would, um, yeah, because it, it takes two months to ship something from from here to to Reno. So yeah, we decided that we would then uh, make like first prototype here in Finland, and then um, I had met Jeremy from the generator the same, same spring and uh, at the Burning Man Global Leadership Conference. And he had promised then that um, he could fabricate our, our piece. And of course, like, we had no idea how busy he was, but uh, <laughs> like, we were up there, like, in the very last minute, like, something like in, in July or something. Hey, like, we're here. That Like, uh, <laughs> remember that you promised to <laughs> fabricate our piece? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're learning as you're going along. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, <laughs> later on that, like, yeah, you should be, like, booking those times, like, six months <laughs> ahead or so, but, uh, but anyway, Jeremy kept his word, and, uh, yeah, we were able to make it happen, and, and then, of course, like, um, yeah, we had the uh, first piece made in, here in Finland, we set it up and, like, figured out how would we, like, do it and so and um, and then we were ready to um, head over over to the states and then uh, of course like we had reserved way too little time and so we were always 
very busy. We didn't have that many cars. So like if you, if you are working in Reno, working on a, on a, on a piece, so like it's a very good advice to have multiple cars that like, and, and also like whenever someone went to hardware store or something, so then it's like, yeah, just this little thing and it, it takes half a day. I mean, so, especially you, as you don't know the place, I can, I can imagine it was quite hot in at that time, time of the year. Yeah. Uh, you were coordinating people and uh, you were in an environment that, you know, was just a, a little bit different. But also, I'm sure at that time, there must have been a lot of art being made all around you. Yeah, yeah, that that was like that's the best best part of the whole whole thing is to be being in an environment that's so inspiring that like there's sparks flying and uh, things all like catching fire and uh, and so and like there, there's this like people are just yeah making shit. So. <laughs> as as we're we're doing this this recording this podcast, Ansi is uh, having a look at his apple pie <laughs> that he's making right now. <laughs> what are you going to have with the apple pie? What's what's uh, do you have out ice there? cream? Ice cream. <laughs> yes. Is it a is it a normal vanilla ice cream or you go for something a little bit more exotic? No, no, no. With apple pie, you have vanilla ice cream. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you've brought several pieces. I mean, do you want to tell us which ones you brought? Uh, that was our first piece. And uh, since then, we have uh, brought three additional ones as well. So um, in 2016, actually, just like when we... First step back from the 2015 adventure, I was like, like never gonna do this again. I met met up with my friend uh, who who is a founder of this um, think tank here in Helsinki called Demos Helsinki. So they had um, developed this like peer learning method two years before for this festival. The uh, he said like yeah this this could be something that could work in Burning Man. Yeah, and then two weeks later, he had, he had sweet talked me into like, okay, let's <laughs> let's do this thing next year. So the intention was that like we would then build a a school on the playa. So, <laughs> so nothing small. <laughs> no, no. So um, a school of peer learning. So like the idea also also or the story in that was that. Um, that like if you are in a low infrastructure environment where you only have those uh, people and materials and 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 such that like are available, but you don't have any external resources, so how do you facilitate learning? And um, it sort of first started off as a joke that we we would do this so we could apply for funding. A week later, we had got gotten the biggest like humanitarian aid. Non-profit in Finland to join us, <laughs> and uh, you you didn't have a choice, did you? No, no. And um, we then started planning that, and and also like we were super lucky with that year because the year's theme was Da Vinci, and uh, and um, like around the man base uh, for those who were there, so we probably remember that. that uh, they had these skill spaces, and the idea was skill sharing, and uh, this was perfect for for that theme because, like, we had then sort of figured out like 
maybe we could go to the center camp or Burners Without Borders or something to give these workshops, but then uh, everything worked out really well. And then, uh, but also like at that time, <clears throat> we were like, okay, shit, like all, all of our funding is like, uh, is falling through that like we, we don't have, we're not getting that much funding that what we anticipated. And then um, soon also like we didn't receive the email that like from Burning Man, like congratulations, you have been a, a approved for well, give workshop like the works bigger workshop space that you <laughs> asked for, and then it was like, okay, <laughs> well, let's see how, how how this train ride is gonna be again. You had put all the hard work in. It was it was all, it must have been inevitable that you would get that letter or that email. Yeah, so yeah, we we got that, and then we um, recruited and and or already had started recruiting a new team for that year and um, things were looking looking really good and uh, and also like um, we got this uh, set builder slash designer jo to join us and uh, he had a ton of good ideas how to sort of uh, make it very very uh, low low cost and also like low tech and and also make it into a um, affordable space to create and um, like then also, also like we were using cardboard and uh, burlap bags and um, these sort of things to decorate the space and like make the classrooms and, and such. And also like in, in the middle of the of the space, we, we had designed that there would be this sort of tree of knowledge. Originally, it was intended to have two trees and um, it was quite clever design that like um, he had made that like we would use sheets of cardboard that would that had were cut into shape and then stacked on top of each other. And then there would be this like glowing LED light coming, coming in uh, from, from within. Yeah, we, like in Finland, we didn't do that much. We tried out a few things and then also, um, we, the pie, uh, hold on, is the pie ready? I think it is. Yes. Yes, this pie is ready. I mean, this is this is one of the beauties of technology. You can actually do an interview with someone checking their pie <laughs> in a totally different country. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you've 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 managed so far, from what I've seen, to introduce quite a lot of Finnish sort of um, methodologies and 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 folklore and and culture. Because the, the, the piece that you had in the man base, was that in itself based on, on, on the education system or, or, or concept or a line of thought that, that exists within Finnish community? Not sure if that's like uh, a common thing that we were then doing. That, or, or what, that's like the, like of course, like our like primary education is, is it's, it has changed a lot and it's like now more like phenomenon based and so. So that um, they are like getting uh, rid of subjects and, and so and more more focusing on on uh, so certain phenomena that like that like you can apply maths and biology and, and so on and so forth. But uh, but of course like we were writing the with the Finnish education that like okay we're now bringing the best education in the world to Burning Man and like that was something that like we could come up with a nice story and uh, and so. And also make people excited about it. 
but yeah, also like uh, still <laughs> this one one thing with the build that like our friend he had been living in China and he had found um, like his friends who had been organizing this dragon burn over there. Yep. So um, they um, volunteered that they they want to help us and they were not then living in in um, in, in uh, Orange County near LA and um, they they then like had found a box factory who had then uh, promised to donate the materials and, and the work for the cardboard tree. I don't know how many of like hundreds of, uh, not hundreds, but like uh, dozens of sheets of cardboard there, there was. And it took like, I don't know, I think it took like an hour or something to, to cut one of those. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> they, they were working like, <laughs> like late hours like for i don't i don't know how many days and uh in a, in a mad rush just like just before the event and uh all they asked was uh was a like a piece of branch that we would send them but uh <laughs> when we finally took it down did you burn it all no no but it was just recycled and then like we even forgot to send them a christmas card <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes things slip when you when you when you're in the desert. Uh, yeah, what special. was the third piece you brought out? So the third piece was called uh, the cosmic egg. So that yes. was. Yes, uh, I've got a that, good photograph of that burning. Yes, and uh, that was um, it was a 120 square meter structure, so biggest one so far. And uh, so the original idea for that was um, like in 2014. Um, I got this idea when I was at the observatory and we saw the International Space Station fly over. So, um, uh, and just, just to interject, you were at the Black Rock City Observatory. Yes. Way out in Deep Playa. Yes. And for people listening, you may not know this, but we actually have an observatory um, at Burning Man on, in the desert, on Black Rock Desert. But I also gather that part of that team are actually people from NASA. Yes. Yeah, the, at, at, I think like the people who made the Mars rover, for instance, are, are yes. involved. And, uh, and also to interject, we have a replica of the Mars rover driving around Burning Man that I gather costs quite a lot of money. Yeah. So but you're yeah, telling us. You were, yes. you were out the observatory, uh, saw the space yeah. station. Yeah, and uh, then got this idea that, like, hey, we should make a project that um, it may actually establish connection with uh, people in space. And then uh, that was, like, in the back of my head for, like, three years until I met this guy um, also from, from a university, but he had been then involved with uh, sen sending the first Finnish satellites into space. Like he, he was part of that project and then now he's a CEO of his uh, space technology company. I met him and like, I was like, hey, I have this idea that like, um, we should make an art project that would in, in, involve satellites. And Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually told, told, like he then joined us um, in 2016 for building the school to, for him to get some, some kind of idea what he's like getting himself into. And, uh, I mean, what, what is so strange? Okay, let's get some context here before I say what's so strange. What's the population of Finland? It's like five and a half million. 
five and a half million. That is less than the population of London. And how you are able to connect with such a high caliber of people and, you know, to just drop in conversation. Hey, guess what? I'm thinking of doing this. And, and next thing you know, they've joined your team. That is amazing. That is remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, of course, like, um, things are rather, like, concentrated here. That, like, if you are in the right, right place, so you have access to a number of people from uh, different uh, fields, uh, like, and also, like... Um, so if, if, if you think of academia or, or government or so, so pretty much a, a lot of it is con like concentrated in, in the capital area. So, so there's um, a chance you'll bump into these people. Yeah, and uh, we're, it's a small country, so everyone often knows everyone through somebody. So. Wow, wow. So you, you, you were able to talk this, this, this person into not just joining your team to build something but to join early and help and and, and almost to recce the desert to yeah. see what you'll be doing the following year that's yeah. cool yeah so um yeah then we like we started working on the project and then sort of figure out that like, okay that now now that we have this satellite technology and we like we have people who who know how to do it but we still need to like make this into an experience and um and then uh it didn't take take a long while um before my friend Jukka Pekka Heikila who also has this burning stories project like uh, he's uh doing scientific research of burning man so he his old friend uh this architect Eero like he has his own agency and um they have been but they had then been um researching this um this certain type of this like um parametric architecture so that like you can type in an algorithm and you can scale it scale it to whatever size you want and the computer calculates it and uh their problem was the uh that like always when you when you're building something and especially if you're building something like like that so you want it to be visible and to be seen but of it's often very problematic when it comes to permitting so uh, that you're getting a permit from from a city or or something that uh, uh, that you can actually set it up somewhere so this this sounded like a perfect deal for for them as well hey i got a desert <laughs> let's build yeah so yeah and uh, it was a um, prototype for them and and then of course like he, he got really excited about when he heard that like we get to burn it as well <laughs> and and uh, I, I bring you to the last piece that you made. This was the piece that you did a year ago. Yes. And that so. was very, very special. And, and you know, I'm, I'm super impressed. And I think a lot of people are with the ingenuity that you guys have used to fuse a lot of Finnish thinking and and process into what you bring to the desert your art isn't just art for art's sake neither is it just art for people to participate with but it's art people can interact with but then by interacting with it they are also touching a certain amount of finland 
I kind of, I kind of look at your work as more or less being a Finnish outpost in the desert. And yeah. I, I visited you about three years ago, two, three years ago, where in, and, and you showed me a lot of your culture, which was totally amazing. And I, I was absolutely bowled over when something that I found out is, is a mainstay in, in Finnish culture, in Finnish households, when that thing materialized on the playa. Yes. So um, last year we finally brought a sauna. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that like that had like the idea of bringing a sauna had been uh, there there like since we first started started it. And like it's for Finns, it's like um, when you need to introduce something that's like very Finnish. So you you build a sauna. That's also like what the like the Finnish uh, peacekeepers do whenever they get, get deployed into a new, new location. So the first thing they do is they build a sauna and they, they go have a bath in it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so um, the, the idea of, of the sauna had been there since like uh, 2015 or like the first year. It was actually like when we, we were making the fish head. So um, we were workshopping on the, on the concept of what it would be. So. Um, then it, it was that like we we should bring something that like has a connection to our our roots and our present and the, and the future, but um, it, and it should fit like a box truck and it it would definitely not be a sauna. And then in the first year, two out of three of the ideas were saunas, and then we had the pike head. <laughs> so so um, last year was that like was the year when we then uh, finally. Finally made it made it happen, and um, also um, we had made friends with uh, some other architects, and uh, they were super excited about it. And uh, I had had discussions about bringing a sauna uh, with some of the some of the uh, art people at Burning Man, and uh, somehow I got this idea that they were not super excited about having a hot space um, in the playa. I don't know what was I mean, that about. Didn't didn't they, didn't they know who you were? Didn't it? Look, dude, we're from Finland. How dare you? Yeah, but uh, but anyway, so um, we tried to get it out out there in, in the open playa, but of course, like um, it, it requires a lot of maintenance, and I'm, I'm actually quite happy that it didn't happen now. So um, we then uh, we then what we we then had to come up with a story that it would we wouldn't just be presenting that like, hey, we're we're bringing a sauna. But we then started like thinking about this, like um, what does like sauna mean to Finns, and uh, what what is this like the theme of metamorphosis, and um, and so so because like for Finns, like uh, sauna used in every household that there used to be a sauna, still pretty much is, but it was the place uh, that was the most um, like the cleanest room in the in the house. So uh, children were born in the sauna and also like um, all of the uh, bodies were washed there before burial and um, also people um, they still do this like uh, like or like it's not that big but some some people do they they do drumming in sauna and sort of like it was the place where you sort of like reach uh, out to your ancestors or the world beyond or so so it, it, it has a very very um, sort of like a sense of uh, being a holy space so um, we then uh, 
start to like think about okay so how could we make this into an artistic experience and so then we we came up with this idea that like hey this is like a that you travel this is like a death experience so you're reborn afterwards that like you enter and then you sort of die and then uh, there's like something happening in between and then when you get out you are reborn and also like going with the theme of metamorphosis and so but uh, despite our best best efforts to make make the story they still said no that you can't have it in the deep liar <laughs> but it was located in a really beautiful place yeah so it was located in in our in our camp at the three o'clock sector and uh but then also like the, the, when we came up with the story so that also gave a lot of inspiration for the architects to actually start designing it and um it in the end turned out to be very simplistic um structure that was uh, circular or like donut shaped it, it just like had two different lengths of uh, two by fours and uh, then in the for the solar room it, it had some plywood and then just uh, some screws and, and nuts and, and so and some like steel bars or rods that were hidden so to keep, keep the whole thing um, together but uh, but in a sense that like yeah it was super like scandy simplistic it, it was a beautiful design it stood out a mile it in fact i think that design worked perfectly well with the temple that year yeah yeah it really did and uh of course like we um like we, during the week we we didn't expect that like it would be so popular um it had then gone out to word had got, gone out to all sorts of like design uh, magazines and whatnot, and then like during the week we had like about one thousand people uh, taking a bath in our in our sauna, and uh, it also was <laughs> like Design magazine, um, like they like um, said it was the top ten most influential installation in the world with names like Banksy and Jr. It was it was I, mean, I I came around one afternoon. And there was a queue of more than 40 people, all standing in the sun, waiting to get in. Yeah, yeah. luckily with, with, with ours, there, there was also a possibility for some people to get into the shade. But of course, like 40 people, no way. But uh, mm. yeah, it was, it was really popular. And, um, it, was, it was amazing. And similar to your other projects, you weren't just a bunch of crazy creative burner types you came in with a lot of major talent and 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 people to help make that happen yeah i mean i saw you introduced me to the the man who who donated the the um the burner the sun oh, yeah. itself yeah 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 the um yeah the stove the stove yeah yeah he, yeah, he was um <laughs> He's a, he's a funny character. So yeah, he has this um, this company that makes these um, sauna heaters, and um, it's all all handcrafted and everything. And like we were trying to get like get this get it from this other company that's like the market leader in in those, but they were like um, yeah, they were really not into it. And of course, asking them like okay, so what's our visibility and like so on and so forth. And like okay, we decided okay, these are not our people. And uh, the other guy, he was just like, yeah, super excited. And then he sort of learned a little bit of, about what's Burning Man, and he he just like went <laughs> went went all crazy. And uh, 
so yeah now he's he had he had been envisioning like okay let's what kind of sound are we making the next time and i mean i i met him and and uh, i think i met him on monday or tuesday uh or somewhere in the week and he was there just solely to help install the stove and he was flying out and that was it <laughs> Yeah, they they flew in for like four days or something. So but I think they were in, they were flying in on Thursday or Friday before the event, and then I think yeah they had their flight out on Wednesday. Crikey, and that is just amazing. And you introduced, and he said, "Oh yeah, I'm the is he the CEO of the company or something yeah. like that?" Who who had just solely come to install the stove. I think he wasn't just coming to install the stove. I think he was coming in to protect. And to be guardian of Finnish culture and Finnish integrity. <laughs> it was awesome. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. And and as you say, the design. Honestly, um, I I could see that in in a park, any park in the world, where as it's hitting autumn. You know, you put that thing there as a design feature, mm. and thousands would flock to it again. Yeah, not sure actually about the design. I think at some point it was actually the idea was to open source it, or 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 something that it would be there. But uh, it might be that like that's just like never happened so far. But uh, but we still have the original piece in in the in the storage in Reno. We were. Planning to um, bring it over this year again, uh, hopefully to the deep layer, and then burn it down finally. We would that that doesn't make me happy. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a piece that we were hoping to to take on board for We Are From Dust, and we were going yeah. to have it at Point San Pablo um, near San. We was going to be right beside the water. Yeah, yeah, we we I, I remember us us having the conversations. Um, back then, but yeah, that was uh, very much late in the game, unfortunately. Like that, like we had our exit plan, and like that would have been uh, properly messed up because, like everyone was leaving, we only had one day to pack everything in, in the in the storage, and and so. But uh, we still have it, and uh, let's see, like um, what will happen in the future. Of course, yeah, we'll come and take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so tell me the the. Um, how different is burner burner culture in in Finland than it is in other places that you've been to? Of course, like we are, we have a small community, so it's not that many people um, have been have been to burns or call themselves or identify themselves to uh, as burners to some extent. But then again, I don't think that's necessary because there's there's a lot of stuff going on here. Regardless, that's like very similar to Burning Man, like whatever you call it. Like there's a lot of um, underground culture here, and also we have we have this actually this uh, underground sauna as well. <laughs> that is like <laughs> very much like um, that they um, it's called Sompa Sauna. You can look it up online. So, uh, but it's it's basically like it started off as as a as a thing uh, in Helsinki that. Uh, uh, some like some some guys had found this like sauna stove one one summer, and there was this um, piece of land, this old old harbor that was that is now almost completely redeveloped into into housing. But um, it was a like 
like 10 years ago or like nine years ago. So that was very nice time when he basically had this like no man's land type of zone very much in the middle of the city. Uh, you could, like we could have, we were able to have open air parties until 6 a.m. and uh, and um, you could do all, all sorts of things back then. So um, uh, these guys had found this like sauna stove and some some just like scrap material and then they made this like makeshift sauna out of it. And then some of my friends they they saw saw this happening and then they were like, like yeah next year we're gonna make that happen. And uh, then it sort of like became a tradition that they every year like they they made the sauna and then uh, um, the community grew little, little by little and um and usually the city took down the sauna every year until one year they took it down in the middle of the summer and then there was a huge public outrage and it was like you know all over the newspapers and and so that the city has now taken down people's the people's sauna and uh, and so and then they got organized and like established a a non-profit for, for that and um leased some some land uh for like one euro a year or something and um and so like ever since that has i think they now have like three or four saunas there and it, it's in every uh tourist um book and everything and it's like this sort of like one of the ma major attractions of, of helsinki and it's wow. it's all community run and um and so they collect money uh from beer cans that people drink there and then they finance their, their thing with those wow that is awesome. I mean, you've got a different culture over there. It's all super chill. I love, I love your vibe. It's really, really relaxed and people are really cool. Uh, there's a lot of style and, you know, lots of activity, so to speak, because of the, the proximity and the fact that, as you pointed out, you know, it's a small country and lots of people kind of mix. Yeah, but uh, also just coming back to the burn community. So I would say that we are like more or less like few dozen active people. And then we so far we've had our decompression events. So that has been like 500 people annually. Last year we like we didn't, didn't have the willpower to make it happen. Um, many people were burned out to various reasons and uh, we had lost the venue and this year, um, well, we're not planning to have it actually in the springtime. Let's see, um, we have two dates. Uh, if the first one falls through, so we, or like we, we don't have a vaccination program set that we could have the event safely. So then we have one date in May as well. But uh, of course, if, if we don't have the like, assurance that like, it's going to be safe for ha to have hundreds of people in the same, same place, so then it's, it won't be happening. I mean, how how is how is how are the situations? What's the conditions like over there at the moment? Well, right now um, it's like things are ramping up again, and now they are like um, the night nightclubs have now shut down, and uh, they are like imposing all these restrictions again. Um, in the summer, it was like it was beautiful. It was um, like business as usual. So we had open air parties all, almost every day of the week <laughs> in, the, in the parks and, uh, and so, so um, it, the, everyone, it, it was like really nice in that sense that the city sort of came alive much more than what it used, usually does. People started like taking things in their own, own, own hands. And also like we, we had a few groups, like individual groups who had their own 
mini burns, like what few people or like few guys uh, through this um, event, like in the countryside, and then like some people, they decided to have a boat burn. So they um, found like found an island and then they sailed their boats over there. And um, like we have, we have uh, thousands and thousands of islands like in the coastline of Finland. So it is actually quite possible to find um, an island that you don't, that it's not that much, that inhabited. I, I think I'll just come out and be a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, yeah. so you had a great summer. Winter, winter, autumn, winter is probably going to be a little bit quiet because London has just had a first step towards a lockdown again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go. But what are your plans for 2021, assuming, you know, their BlackRock City rises from the dust again? You, you seem to have a long-term plan. Yeah, so, uh, <coughs> of course, we now plan to um, build, like, burn down our sauna again. <laughs> uh, that would be the ideal situation. Or, or then, uh, let, let's see, we can, we can have discussions later as well uh, after, after this, <laughs> this uh, conversation about, like, if, if we don't get to burn it. So, of course, that, that is also a possibility. Yay! And... Um, but yeah, then also like in, in later on, on uh, like in 22 or 23, let's see um, when can we come back to Black Rock City. But I'd really like to um, make this um, thing happen that because like Burning Man is normally, con- it, like every, everyone uh, speaks of Burning Man or, like, well, or some, some people that it is a prototype city and, um, or urban laboratory. So actually making it, making it into one. So using, using it as a laboratory for urban development. So making, getting um, uh, the right people together who are developers, uh, artists, uh, these people who actually make the, make the city, city, city um, make things happen in the city, but also so that like you have all across the spectrum. So you have the people from the grassroots uh, in between and also like from the um, city government. So to have these people working on on um, certain problem or an idea that they would like to try out and convert this into an experience. And then you can try it out, like see, see what it will become and then see if that can be implemented into a real city afterwards. So I think that's basically is a, an academic sort of interest, but of course, like what will then happen is that as these people who normally don't meet, but that much of work to let alone work together, they get to know each other on a very deep level. So I'm then very curious to see what will follow after. Uh, when you basically get through all of these uh, barriers that you normally have. Well, that is, that is part of the magic of Black Rock City. You know, you bring people together to solve problems, to work on things, and then you watch the sparks fly. Yeah. You know, that is cool. So tell us about your regionals. Um, so our regional. So, yeah, basically we don't, we don't yet have a regional 
Oh, like, do you mean regional people or regional events? Regional events. Yes. Well, it's quite unique. I mean, because you guys are part of a cluster who hosts regional events as opposed to yeah. standalone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we don't, the decompression event is, is pretty much the only regional event we, we have here um, because, of course, in the, in the Baltics and uh, in Scandinavia, so there are multiple berms and, of course, all, all over Europe. So nowadays it's also quite difficult to find um, a weekend that wouldn't have an overlapping burn. Of course, like the borderland community that has, like, that um, is from uh, mostly Sweden and Denmark, so they have been around for quite a few years and grown that event into, what, 3,000 people now or something? So, um, of course, we really, like, as we have been so much be focusing on the Black Rock City, it is then that like okay, you can't do everything. No. And uh, and also it doesn't make sense that like why should everyone have their own national burn or, or so when it when you can go you, go you, you can go it, somewhere else and party somewhere else and, yeah. <laughs> and then go home. Yes. So that makes a lot of sense. Anzi don't forget, all you really have to do is get a sauna going and we will rock up. That, that could be your, your, yours doesn't actually have to be a burn. It's just a sauna. Yeah. Hey man, have a great pie and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the We Are From Dust podcast, where we interviewed Ansi Laurila from Finland as part of a new series called Crossing Continents, where we chat with artists and collaborators who have not only travelled to Black Rock City, but have set up regional outposts in their respective countries. You can find links to all the locations and projects referenced by Ansi on our website, www.wearefromdust.org. We Are From Dust is a non-profit organisation and you can support our mission to bring the transformative power of interactive art to public places by making an online donation. We Are From Dust is fiscally sponsored by Sierra Art Foundation.